What's up, guys? Welcome back to Light Dollar One Podcast. I'm Patrick. That's Clay. That's Jacob. And two days ago, we had Monza. Um, give me your thoughts on the weekend. Just rate it out of ten. Seven. <laughs> Any elaboration Eight. behind that, or? <laughs> um, Max won again. Oh. At this point, you can just omit the first position. But all right. Um, Jacob, any reason for an eight? Uh, I think it was a fun weekend overall. I mean, aside from the fact that Max won again, yeah. like you saw some good rate, you actually saw, saw some good racing into turn one. Yeah, the Ferraris, uh, the Ferraris were pretty <sighs> competitive with themselves. Um, yes. So I thought it was the, the Lewis and George. Uh, admittedly, while it wasn't a great weekend for them, still a good recovery weekend. Yeah, so recovery. at least Lewis scored points. <laughs> yeah, um, Lewis. That guy. I have, I have some bones to pick with him this week. <laughs> Alright, so... I love Lewis, like, This but... is probably my second favorite weekend of the entire year. Um, the only one... How, that, though? The only one that I liked more was Zandvoort. Um, I feel like the racing here was awesome. Um, not just because okay. Alex was doing awesome, but... Um, just like, like Jakob said, the overtaking in turn one, the Ferraris actually fighting each other and somewhat fighting Chico. Um, Lewis sighting back through the, well, it wasn't really sighting back through the field as three people, but still, uh, one of them here moved violently, and the other two he actually got through relatively comfortably. Um, but I need to know your guys' thoughts on qualifying first off. That was crazy. I mean, it was so close. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I kind of, I don't hate me, but I kind of like this new, this tire situation where you have to do hard, medium, soft. Mm-hmm. It's closer somehow. Every yeah. Yeah, give your thoughts on qualifying. Um, I think the alter- uh, the ATA works just because it makes qualifying more fun. I don't know if it necessarily works for the midfield and the lower end midfield teams, just because. True. The uh, like the top three teams, top four teams, maybe. We'll get through to Q3. The whole point of it is to jumble up the grid, like mix up the grid a little bit. But mm-hmm. the whole the top four teams, just because of how fast the cars are, and they will get through to Q3. So I mean, it's a it's a fun. I guess maybe don't apply it to free practice because you have less running for the fans. But um, overall, the like, quality was good. I didn't. I only watched the highlights, so it okay. looked pretty interesting. It's worth watching the whole thing. It was pretty good. Yeah, um, and like surprisingly, I feel like Alex Albon does well with the this kind of setup as well. I mean, he's just, I mean, everybody was expecting him to do better than what they did this weekend. So uh, I'm happy with it, but um, I think qualifying was electric if you actually watched it at the time. Like watching Carlos come through as the last car over the line um, yeah. and went out by 13 thousandths of a second. That was absolutely yeah. electric. I could not it was like Leclerc, you're like, Leclerc's got it. And then you're like, oh, man, Max has got it. And then you're like, oh, my God, no, it's Carlos. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. um, but the Ferraris did um, put in new engines and maxed them out for both Charles and uh, Carlos to work they with. They had to. Yeah. And then the home race they changed for the their setups to be, uh, they had the highest acceleration out of anybody. Um, and they had the second highest, well, Carlos had the second highest speed through the speed trap behind Alex by 1kph. 
So <laughs> I'd say the Ferraris are pretty fast in a straight line today, <laughs> or a couple days ago. Um, I think um, yeah. they also said that, uh, like, Charles uh, changed the setup to be closer to what Carlos's was. Yes. Um, but, <laughs> dude, that guy, he wouldn't give Carlos a break at all. I mean, like, I know you want, like, good racing, but, like, oh, with the McLarens, like, they, like, they understand, like, oh, there's something more to it than just, like, both you guys duking it out for one spot. The team needs to come in with, with good points, and ultimately, it really could have gone wrong. It, it super could have. It also, it got closer to going wrong with the McLarens uh, than the Ferraris. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Give me heart palpitations. <laughs> yeah, undeserved. But let's uh, let's just run through the teams. Um, Red Bull, Max, Checo. <gasps> Best possible weekend. I, I, well, with the the news that came after the race that Max's car was like losing significant power or something, right? Like he could have not finished if uh, Yuki didn't um start um the race and the race got cut down to fewer laps so i mean i don't know what was that about did, did anyone ever find out like more about what the the problem was no not a clue um that wasn't something that they're honestly i don't think for. that's fact because like i've googled this stuff like yeah i think that might just be some sh- some nonsense that like but he you know, was losing a ton of time at the end the last couple laps two seconds a lap something at, at the gap he had, it's not really worth talking about because, like, he could have gone 10 more laps. Yeah. Okay. But, like, for future, like, is there, like, a reliability issue going on there or no? Like, who know. knows? That's what I want to know. Red Bull's running their engine at 70% have openly said so. So, it's like, Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, Checo, Checo, though, um, he did pretty well, but, like, it's, like, almost, like, if he doesn't, like, because he qualifies poorly. Okay, starting out there. Like, he didn't qualify where he should have. So, the next step is, like, yeah, you have to go through the field because your car is so much better than everyone else around you. So, if you don't do that, then, like... So, you can't really, like, applaud him for getting second place because that's where he should be every week. You can. He had to get through both Ferraris, and you saw how long it took Max to get past one. Yeah. yeah also, I think that was also 14 laps. It's like track specific. The Ferraris are great yeah. top line speed, and like give any other track, Max is past that past those Ferraris in like three, four laps. Yeah, but I mean, so, track specific I mean, wise, like if Max takes fourteen laps to get past Carlos, and then Checo has to come behind and pass Charles, and then Carlos, while Charles has DRS, you gotta give him some credit for being able to get past both of them in like twenty laps or so. I think the standards for Checo are just so low that, like, like, and, like, you were holding him to, like, I think different standards now. Like, honestly, if he had finished behind, if he had finished below Charles and Sainz, I would not have been surprised. I would have been like, yeah, that's pretty much what I expected of you. Exactly. So, so then why are we treating this like P2 should have been I'm the expectation? Sure. I mean, the, for the car, it's well, the expectation. For theoretically, the driver, yeah. The expectation, right? Like depending on like for Max P one at every race is now the is now like the minimum like you'd expect him to finish first at every single race because he's Max Verstappen mm-hmm. in that car at Checo 
like in that car, if you put like, say Lewis, you put Lewis in that car, P2 or P1 is the expectation for Lewis. For Checo, it's like, can you finish in the top five at this particular weekend <laughs> without any issues? Like, so like, I think it's just driver expectation versus the car expectation personally. Okay. Um, but yeah, Max, of course, set in that record. Um, the first driver ever to get double digits. Um, well done to him, for sure. Yeah. And the team. Um, Crazy good. Said this to both of you, but just throwing this out there, there have been some absolutely amazing cars in the history of F1. Everybody knows about McLaren's 1988, 1989 cars. Um, obviously, the W04, their 2014 car, and then their 2016 car, and then their 2020 car. Uh, and I'd say the W11 probably goes down as one of the top three cars in the history of the sport. The RB19 easily goes down as one of the greatest cars in the history of the sport. That thing is... There are certain levels to domination, and this is just toppling them. Yeah. Uh, okay, the second place team, Mercedes, qualified, what was it, fifth and ninth? George, fifth and yeah, some, ninth? Something yeah, something like, like that. So what are your guys' thoughts on their weekend as a whole? It's kind of a bummer, um, but but they made it back up. Um, George qualified fourth, Lewis eighth. So that was like a shock. Uh, George P4 qualifying, I think, George to him and to everyone. Um, amazing. Yeah. The uh, lump of a car so, that can't drive in a straight line for anything, that's amazing. Yeah, and then for them to finish like P5 and 6, that's mm-hmm. it's pretty good. But, I mean, my, my guess before the race would not have been like that Ferrari was finishing above Mercedes. I think I could have. And that's just me going in there. every week saying I don't know what suits what car best. Like, obviously, I'm not... Hmm. I'm not going to know that. That's not me. But I'm just like going off of recent uh, racing, and I just didn't expect Ferrari to do so well in their home race, but pleasantly surprised. They threw everything at it, so... Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. if they were going to throw any... If they were going to throw the bus in the sink at a weekend, <laughs> this was a weekend to do it. And they did that. And still, and still finished third and fourth. So, I mean, a podium at Monza, great stuff. Mercedes, I mean, like, I didn't think, I didn't expect them to do, I didn't expect them to, like, be fifth and sixth. I thought, just because of car characteristics, I thought, honestly, like, Aston, like, you were saying that Aston would be higher and McLaren would be higher, but, um, you know, fifth and sixth is great for for a track that they're not supposed to do well at. Um, I think, you know, I think they'll probably do better in Singapore given the track conditions and track, and the track, the track specific nature of the car, for the car, so. Yeah. I mean, overall, average weekend for them. I don't think anyone was super impressed with their weekend. I was actually pretty impressed with it. Um, I said before the race started, I was like, I wasn't expecting Aston Martin, Mercedes, or McLaren to do particularly well because those are cars that are much more suited to tracks with much more turns. Um, all of them are pretty draggy cars. And so I was like, going to the weekend, I was like, there's going to be an Aston Martin. Actually, I was like, Alonso might score a point. Uh, and he did. He scored two of them. And then I was like, Lewis and George are probably going to be low points. And then Oscar and Lando are probably going to be low points. And so for the, uh, George and Lewis to be five and six for me was unbelievably impressive. And George's qualifying was something else. The fact that he put it above the Red Bull, um, I was surprised he put it past Alex, honestly. I was like, great qualifying by George this weekend. Um, and Lewis, of course, changing over to George's setup at the... Um, during FP3 because he just wasn't feeling good about the car. Uh, 
the same vibes as Charles saying he changed his setup to Carlos's during FB3 because they just weren't comfortable. Um, but yeah, I think this is above expectations for Mercedes this weekend, so I'd say solid for them. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about Ferrari. I mean, we've talked about them a little bit, but I, I want to know your guys' thoughts on the fight between them for like was like seven or eight laps. I mean, I was just so worried the whole time that they were going to crash into each other because Charles just kept going for it. And, like, Carlos's tires were... Both their tires were running out, and it was just, like, just scary. I mean, great great racing, like, as I didn't have that much, like, skin in the game. Like, I like Ferrari, but I'm not, like... It wasn't McLaren doing that on the big screen when there's a a podium um, up for grabs. So... So, yeah, I mean, I was just worried about it. I was like, <laughs> that's Ferrari being Ferrari. Are they going to mess us up in front of the home hometown um, crowd? Like, I was worried. I was definitely worried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could be your thoughts on Ferrari's weekend. Um, I think more than anything, it showed you that the drivers run the team as opposed to Frederick Bussard. Yeah, that's true. It, yeah. showed, you, it showed you that no matter what, the team strategist or the team manager tells them, take it easy, relax. They're still going to race each other hard. They're still going to do what's best and what's best for themselves and not for the team as a whole. Now, Charles says he had that little lockup that he had on the last lap under control, but that's like nobody believes him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to be fair to him, Carlos, everyone, there was a bit of shady defending going on. There was a bit of moving under braking. No, no one's denying that. But to be fair to Carlos, he did. I guess, you know, hold the Red Bulls back for as long as he did, and it cooked his tires, and that's, that's I guess, w- what he had to do. Yeah. But, I mean, if you put, like, for example, if you put Mercedes in that situation, and, like, it was third, like, they were holding third and fourth, Toto Wolf would have said, now, just hold position. No one's fighting, no one. These yeah. points are important. Because they just, they jumped Aston in the, in the, in the dry, in the constructor standings, and now, I guess, they're yeah. going to try and compete for, um, P3. P2, I mean, even P2, yeah. P2 with um, with Mercedes. So, like, imagine if they had crashed. Like, that's points just thrown out the window. So, I think Fred Mercer has a lot of work to do with regards to maintaining con- or regaining control of that team. Mm-hmm. The drivers. But I also think it's, like, a certain case of, like, I think Carlos was trying to prove something. Uh, because obviously... Yeah, and Charles was trying to take it away from him. Yeah. Um, I think Carlos is trying to show, like, hey, like, I'm here for a reason, and, like, you know, you're not taking this from me, this podium that I have, I'm not just gonna give it up to you guys. Um, I don't know, I just don't think that Ferrari look on him too well, and he said he wants to have his driver contract, like, settled before the end of this year, so he knows what's going on over the next few years. So Ferrari are going to have to fight tooth and nail to uh, get his contract over the line when comparing it to uh, Audi because I think it's a pretty known fact that Carlos Sainz Sr. is really pushing to get Carlos uh, a contract with Audi for 2026. So I don't know. I mean, I think think also the thing is that Carlos rates himself as a driver like Max Verstappen or Lewis or Charles. Mm -hmm. But realistically, I don't think he is. Like, he's a good driver. All, when it's all said and done, he is a very good driver. Mm. But at best, he is a top... He's a midfield... Uh, a leader of the midfield driver. He's I think, not... Uh, I think he's... I, I, don't, I wouldn't rate Charles as high as any of them right now, honestly. 
Well, I'm not saying Charles is as good as like Lewis or Max, but I'm saying no, no, I don't even think I he's think, on like George's level right now. Like, again, again, I didn't, I didn't himself. say that. Yeah, I didn't say that. I'm saying that comparing Charles and Signs, mm. Charles has the more upward potential, given a better car and reliability and better team management. Signs, you know what he can do in a good car. You know what he can do in a bad car, and that's 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 what it is. I'm not saying he's a bad driver. I'm saying there's um, better. I think. He just overrates himself, maybe, or thinks he's better than he actually is. Yeah. I don't... I do think he might talk himself up a little bit, but I still think that's for the sole purpose that, like, he gets talked down quite frequently. Um, yeah. Right now, yeah. I'd say that him and Charles are about at that same point. You might look at it as a potential thing, but, like, they're six points apart, and Carlos is leading that. Um, Carlos is a much more consistent driver, and contrary to what you said, I don't think he's shown what he can do in a top-level car compared to Charles. Because, like, all Charles has shown that he knows how to do is throw a championship away, whereas Carlos has shown for three years in a row that he knows how to consist- consistently score points. So... Maybe. Perhaps I'm fired. I'm not going to disagree. I'm not going to... No, I'm not going to... I think last year, was a, last year was a combination of Charles' inexperience and Ferrari's in, incompetence. Yeah. But... I'm I'm saying you put let's say you put signs in uh the twenty twenty Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Reliable, he'll drag in points. Are you saying he's competing for a championship Probably against not, or no. even Yeah, uh, that's all I'm saying is that he's not a championship winning driver. He Definitely is a not. good second But I don't yeah. think that Charles is either. Well, agree to disagree. Charles is <laughs> Charles will I'm I'm t- I'll make a bet with you right now that Charles Lando's going to win years. a championship before Charles does. And, and if Lando if like wins the championship that, I like the sound of that. I'll kill myself. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Guys, there's you no know way what's going to happen to Jakob in the future. <laughs> it's recorded. <laughs> no, no, I think Charles, I think Charles, win, Charles wins before. I think Lando and George will both win before Charles wins one. I can get behind George winning one. I can't get behind Lando. Hmm. Uh, Should we talk about Aston? Yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll talk about Aston. Um, Real quick before that, also, um, both of the Mercedes drivers signed contracts to the end of this current era of cars. So, for anybody that was thinking Lewis is going to go anywhere else, Jakob, you're safe. (laughs) Let's go. Um, But on Aston Martin and their underwhelming weekend. Yeah, no, like tied for Fernando's like worst uh, finish in this for the season. Mm-hmm. Pretty impressive for his season then, if that like you know P nine's the worst he's done. Uh, just kind of like a nothing weekend. I think I saw Fernando say that like you know people are gonna forget our performance um, <laughs> because we didn't really do anything this race, but like I'm gonna remember it because it was so difficult and I didn't like feeling that way and like not being able to like move up the field. At all, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I mean, and then Lance Stroll, like I don't even know what he was doing the whole the whole race. Well, he got oh, one yeah. free practice session to actually drive because FP one was given to Drogovic, FP two he had to sit out because of a fuel problem, and FP three was his only actual practice. So I don't think we were expecting much from him with only sixty minutes of practice compared to everybody else's time. But I also don't think we expect but, much yeah. from him in general. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, give your thoughts on the weekend. Lonstroll should... I'll just repeat this every time we talk about it. Lonstroll should once again be fired from Aston Martin. <laughs> just because I think Fernando needs someone better. Like, yeah. 
it's Fernando needs to be pushed. That's who he is. He's, he needs like someone who's talking shit about He needs someone who's talking shit about him in the media. He needs someone who's going to push him. Like the moment he has no comp, the moment he doesn't see like immediate competition in anyone, like he devolves into a whiny Fernando who cannot like who can't deal, can't cope with himself. Um, so, you know, I think Fernando obviously he's going to turn in the results and he turned in a result that you know probably they expected, but um, they need they need a new either Lance gets his shit together or. Uh, they find a new driver to push Fernando because if you still think Fernando's in his prime or at least in the twilight of his, towards the back end of his prime, you want someone who can push you up the field along with Fernando, who can push Fernando and yourself up the field. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. McLaren. <laughs> Could have been better. Um, I mean... Kudos to Alex for keeping Lando behind him. Uh, very frustrating race to be a McLaren fan. Uh, whew, I mean, Oscar did not deserve that. He was driving a nice race, you know. Um, pretty much, yeah, Oscar deserved points, but uh, that's okay. Get him next time. It's still his rookie season. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he was undeservedly, you know, punished for it and then Lewis just got like a five second penalty that he overcame so it's kind of like no consequences really for Lewis I mean I know he had to put in like a stellar drive to like work off the consequence but but yeah Oscar just got just yeah ruined his race from that collision on that contact so Lewis tried opening up his corner and it looked exactly how Max did it in cops two years ago like he just swung the car wide and just like right into Oscar and I was like, okay, well that was unnecessary. Um, I yeah. think he might have been. I mean, easily just apologize. Yeah. What? It, it, but like, there was no reason for it. Lewis might have been getting a little frustrated behind Oscar, but like at the same time, it's like that was just so unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. Like, you so... know how to drive, and you had no reason to make that move. So. It is what it is, though. Lando with a yeah. I can't can't dwell on it. I mean, hmm. just like one or two more points. McLaren's <laughs> like in such a weird spot. Like Alpine's not really like pressuring them, Mm-mm. and they're not really getting that much closer to Aston Martin. But like one or two points wasn't really going to do anything. But then again, it's like that's all they're usually going for. So it's like mm-hmm. just frustrating. All right, Jakob, what do you got? I mean, look, it was an in- it's, it's a racing incident. You can't really okay. Yeah, he. Get, I mean, not racing because Lewis got blamed five seconds. He, he got he a penalty. It happened. He got two penalty points on his license. I think he's at four now. Um. So I mean, it was not a. It was a. It was not like it was like a clean race from the entire grid as a whole. It was arguably one of the more messy races that we've seen with. You know, Checo's inability to stay on track every time he tried to overtake someone. So, um, with regards to, I mean, I think if there's anything I've discovered over this weekend, it's that Max races everyone nicely and Lewis Hamilton, like, just like the most hardest way possible. So, that's kind of true. I was watching like comparison videos of that, of turn one when he was attacking signs. He kept pulling out of that going up around the outside and then they cut to that incident between him and Lewis and I was like dude this guy but also just like 
there's nothing on the line for him if he doesn't win this race. Like, oh, he didn't get the record. Like, he already has a championship, con- like, you know, secured. And there's just, like, not that pressure. He has the memories of how it went with Lewis, so then he's not going to do that again, you know? Okay. I mean, obviously, I'm not yeah, a big think- Max fan, but I have to say certain things because... I just, yeah. think he, I just think he races Lewis a little differently. Oh, Lewis races him a little differently. 100%. No one's, saying, no, one's, no one's denying that. I'm saying... <laughs> but, like, there is they, there is an aggressive nature that he decides to employ when it comes to Lewis. Well, that's Lewis, his big petition, you know? His great rivalry. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Lewis didn't have any aggression until Silverstone, so... Like, mm-hmm. I, eh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Look, I. We're not going to go back there. It was just a year. We got spoiled by it. That was probably. I think if you ever look at a year comparing rivals, it was one of the best ones. It's easily up there in the top three. Um, You saw Lewis and Max finish either DNF or 1 2 between the two of them every single race for the entire season. So. um, I think Lewis finished, like, out of the points a couple times, and that really messed with him. Um, But. Let's talk, well, we don't have to talk about Alpine because there wasn't nothing, anything to talk about. Uh, yeah, no, I... Uh, retired. Yeah, Espan retired and no one noticed. I didn't notice. I saw when he retired, but it was really just they showed the radio message of him boxing, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that's that. <laughs> um, let's talk about Williams. <laughs> okay. Um, Lando doesn't like what the back of the Williams looks like, so figure yeah, that out. No. I don't know if you guys watched their... Uh, post-race interview with each other along with Charles hopping in at the very end. Yeah, that was a great interview. It was awesome. You could definitely tell which one of them has been media trained. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, Alex did about as well as could be expected. Uh, we didn't see the tire whisperer this weekend. He, I mean, he, his tires are the same age as Lando's at the end of the race. So, um, When it comes to Logan... It's just a series of unfortunate events for him. <laughs> this is a track where we expected them to do really well, but, uh, yeah. Couldn't get his first points. No, I could not. Just couldn't do it. Um, he had his chance to if he didn't make the mistake with Valtteri into turn two. Uh, and, like, there's no way to cover that up. It was just a full-on mistake. <laughs> I love the team. I love the drivers. But, like, that was, he did just didn't turn into turn two. And all the damage <laughs> that he got. It screwed his race over. So, um, yeah. I do want to talk about Alfa Romeo, though. I think it's kind of going under the radar that they did score their first point in a lot of races. So many races. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. that it's mostly due to, like, you know, Logan messing up and, like, just, like, kind of unfortunate stuff. And then, like, you know, uh, AlphaTari just always being, like, right outside the point. So, like, right there. But, like, Alter was just that much further ahead of Lawson, so. Let's yeah. talk about that. Liam Lawson finishes P13 in his first race in Zandvoort, having only one <laughs> session to work with it. And then he finishes P11 in his technical home race weekend. Yeah. Dude, I saw, like, this. Like, Liam Lawson, like, I, I don't know who he was overtaking. It might have been one of the alphas. Uh. But, like, this onboard camera of him sending it, like, a, almost a Daniel Ricciardo-style way from way back. Yeah. From way back. 
I was like, yo, we have lost him. Like, you get some time in that car. I'm excited to see what you do. Like, I've been trying yeah, to he's, hype that guy he's up for probably so gonna long. Get some, he's probably going to get some more time. Um, he's got the Because Daniel's, Daniel's not going to come back until Qatar, maybe. Honestly, if I were if I were Tari, I'd just be like, "Yo, you can have the seat next year, Daniel. Let's let's see what he does for the rest of the season." If I if I were I would definitely be okay with that. Um, I think as I a Daniel fan, I would not. But, <laughs> but you also gotta give him time to recover because I think you're seeing the True. effects of what you don't want him to come back. Recover. Like Lance Stroll. obviously came yeah. back, but I mean, I feel like maybe he could have been driving better if his hand was better. But it's also Lance Stroll. Um. Daniel, on the other hand, I'm like, just give him the rest of the season to recover. I mean, you've told him. I mean, he has yeah. his contract as a reserve driver through the end of 2024. So just let him recover and, like, and then come back. Yeah. And if, like, you have that much faith in him, then, like, listen, I don't see Chaco Perez making it to 2024. So I think if you have that much faith in him, I think he's already secured you're saying, for it. I, I think Christian already publicly stated that he's not going to change yeah, the and because Red Bull's Red Bull's comments on their driver lineup are the gospel these days in Formula One, right? So, um, no, I think I mean if he gets replaced, I think Daniel Daniel is the obvious choice just because of the experience that he has. But mm. so I think I think you keep Liam Lawson in that seat till the end of the year, and then depending on how your lineup shifts, yeah. you put Daniel in AlphaTauri or you put him in the put him in the Red Bull. Um, but I have been talking about Liam Lawson for so long, and I'm like, nobody gets how good this guy is. Like, there's the obvious stat that in every series outside of Formula 1 that he's raced in, he's won the first race. He's also always been in contention for the title in any series that he's raced in. Um, and I think right now he's missed out on two Super Formula weekends, and he's still in second place in that series. So, like, the guy's an awesome driver. And I think he, it's finally time that he got his uh, chance at F1. Like, I'd say you can rate him about as highly as, like, you can rate him above Logan Sargent. You can probably rate him about as well as Robert Schwartzman. So, team, but Logan yeah. Sargent isn't really doing anything. Yeah. So. But, I mean, he's also yeah. the only one of them with a seat right now. So, um, yeah. I yeah, I'm def- I definitely want to see Lo- or, uh, not Logan, Liam, Liam in the seat for at least a couple more races. Uh, he's yeah. out Yuki in both of his races so far, which is something Daniel didn't do, so. True, true, true. Um, last team to talk about is Haas. So, they both got lapped. Yeah. Like, what? They're going backwards. Yeah. Dude, at least, you know what, at least Kevin Magnuson had, like, a great view of the Ferrari fight for the most of the most there is. Oh my god, yeah, he's like, uh, should I get, should I get, try to get in there? No, 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 no. I got laughed. My race is done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's My so, gosh. It's so hard to watch the house cars. We were so excited for them operating oh. cap, and no. No, they're not. They're not doing anything with it. Apparently, they're excited about their 2024 car, though, so... <laughs> That's all they can say, because yeah. if they're not excited for the 2024 car, what are they doing? What are they doing? They're crying. Because they're, <laughs> they're excited for the 2025 car. car <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. I get, uh, but I think, let's see. There weren't any shakeups in the uh, constructors, I don't think, as far as points. Um, no, Ferrari. Ferrari. Oh, did they? Over Aston Martin. They jumped Aston by a couple of points. Not like 50 away from Mercedes. Nice. Oh, Red Bull also officially are more than double Mercedes points. 
Dude, cool. If there's anything, like... Thanks, Patrick. We can say a lot of things about the Mercedes dominance for how many ever years. Mm. You can say a lot of things about it. But the fact remains is that they had competition. Ferrari competed for a bit. Nico and Lewis competed with each other. Valtteri competed for half a season every so okay, often. Let me put it this way to you. Um, Seb competed. Let me years. finish. Seb, let me finish. Seb competed. Seb competed Seb for competed. one year. Seb competed for, 20, for maybe a year and a half, and then like 2018 Germany happened, and then it was kind of wraps from there. Yeah. Um, and 2019, 2020, admittedly, yeah, that was that was peak of their of like the the Mercedes dominance. Yeah. But this is just ridiculous. Like, if they're gonna if if they're gonna like dominate like this, put like a good second driver who can actually compete with Max. No one wants to see Max Verstappen just drive off in the distance. Oh, 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 oh. But Red Bull doesn't care because they're just they just want to win. They don't it's care. They don't like Christian Horner and Helmut Marko. So. They just want, like, it's just, oh, they just want Max to oh, like, enough of Max to happen. Oh, can so we talk about Toto just being ridiculous this weekend with his comments? Like, Toto's just going off. Like, dude, you care about stats. Bro, Everyone yeah. cares about stats. Him and Lewis took it's... no prisoners this weekend, dude. <laughs> they did, and then Lewis, like, literally, like, trashing every one of Max's partners, like, Excellent. teammates. Well, like, that's crazy. Easy. You can't really disagree with them, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like here's the thing: Toto's you, comments, you might say that like Christian and Helmut Mark are a bit unhinged with like how much they want to hold on to Max, but you can't. You also have to point to Toto being the same way with Lewis. Oh yeah, I mean 100%. for years he like he was literally sitting on top of Lewis nonstop, and the only reason he wasn't you... in 2014 to 16 is because Nico is actually being a competitive driver. A hundred percent, and that's what you do with like those generational talents. It's yeah, what Ferrari are, are doing. It's just you know it's frustrating as a yeah. non Red Bull fan. So do you think every single non Mercedes fan felt through twenty for, I, for seven I, years? I, I, I wouldn't know. I'm not one of them. <laughs> no, I think Toto's comments this weekend were out of line because you know we I think stats are like extremely important in Formula One. They define yeah. they define greatness in a lot of ways and. Lewis's comments, I'm not going to argue with. I actually think he was kind of, kind, of, kind of spot on with his comments, but Toto's comments, I will say, were kind of out of line with that yeah. one. Dude, yeah, they Mercedes just like celebrated every single stat that Lewis has beaten. So it's like, what? Yeah. Why did he even say that? Like, I don't. It's so uncalled for. Um, just no, like he's wrong. Kind of like he cares. He's on Wikipedia every night putting in new entries for Mercedes that that haven't been updated. Mm. He looked like he just kind of looked defeated this weekend. He looked like he was not having a great time this weekend, and I, I think he's not going to be in Singapore. Uh, as at least he's getting surgery sometime around Singapore, so he's not going to be there. And um, the other dude, Giselle, I forgot his name, D'Ambrosio, whatever, is taking over um, yeah. for the team for the weekend. So I think personally, yeah. Toto, I think he needs a bit of a break from the hectic nature that is forming on. He needs a break from watching Red Bull win all the time. So yeah. Um, I think we all do. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, Dude, thank God. Two other things I do want to talk about. Um, yeah. For anybody thinking that anybody destroyed the cost cap in 2022, uh, the FIA officially released that they did not. Nobody broke the cost cap regulations, either procedural or a minor breach. So all clear there. Um, the other thing is that the F3 title was wrapped up officially. Oh, um, yeah? Who won? Yeah. Uh, Bordoletto won. And I want to say it's after he won the feature race um, on Sunday. 
So what uh what academy does he race for? Um, I want to say Alpine, but let me double check real quick. Hmm. But yeah, and then the F2 title can officially be wrapped up in Abu Dhabi. Um, What's the last race of the... Yeah, so it's going to be a while before they race again. But the reason that they give such a large gap is because a lot of the F2 drivers are from F1 academies. And so oh, yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of the races from here on in are going to be... Um, the F1 sessions are going to be given out to rookies. Isn't, uh, yeah. isn't Vesti taking over an F1 session? Like, For probably... Mercedes, yeah. Uh, and, I think he's taking one in Mexico. And isn't Felipe hopping in as well at some point this week? This uh, in the next couple of races, uh, he hopped in on Monza. Oh shit! Yeah, it was not. He took one on Lances. Yeah. yeah. But don't they all have to? See, don't they all have to do like two sessions? Like, like all these. Yeah. Oh, uh, so like basically, FP one in Abu Dhabi is just going to be a bunch of a bunch of rookies. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. Abu Dhabi is not a last race of the season. Like, it's not a track worthy of that. Um, And at the like, the money that's being thrown at them for to be worthy of that is making it worthy for that. Worthy of that. Okay. The racing is not worth it. That track, there's five meters of elevation. That's something totally different. That's totally different. Yes. Uh, that's the, no, I'm trying that. to explain that this the reason that that track is used as both the young driver because um, it's easy and boring. And... Yes, there's no. five meters of elevation change. It's just not worth watching. Um, obviously, 2021 is a different story, but like for the most part, the track is because they had boring. to manufacture. Okay, never mind. We're not going to go into it. Um, so, yeah, let's let's not let's not get into it. I'm already. <laughs> I'm already like struggling. <laughs> I will explode if I have to go through it again. <laughs> um, I think Sao Paulo should be the end of the year track every year. hundred percent. Yeah, it's way too good of a track not to be. Um, yeah, but yeah. Oh, Bordoletto races for the Ashton Martin Driver Academy. Cool. Yeah. So I didn't know they had it. I didn't either. Um, well, I think it's just Bordoletto and uh, Drogovic. And then obviously Stoffel is the reserve driver, but it's not yeah. much to talk about right now. But they're planning on expanding it quite a bit farther. They also have for the F1 Academy, um, they have Chloe Grant, who I think is being P8 in the F1 Academy standings. Okay. And I think they're finishing up theirs in Austin. Yeah, must be. Oh, the so. F1 Academy has their own website. Yes. Um, the, also, the F1 Academy will officially air through the F1 um, F1 TV uh, for oh Austin, good, which is, because uh, it'll be it's so hard to watch the them. Year. Well, you literally can't yeah, watch them; they have no can't. televised uh, sponsors, which is so, annoying. Yeah, there's well, only it was uh, because it's like such a new thing, and like the drivers yeah. all support it. They're like, you know, give us some time to acclimate to what it's like to be in an actual competing atmosphere. And then in Austin, yeah. they're actually going to have full crowds. Uh, I think, how many, what's the crowd capacity? There's only 400,000. There's only five, five it's teams. a lot. Yeah, there's only five teams in the F1 Academy. And there's like three drivers per team. Yeah, oh, well, next cool. year it's going to be different. Um, so there's a to- there's going to be 15 drivers total, but all of the F1 teams will have one driver in there. Uh, yeah, so that's all we have for you okay. guys this time. Uh We'll talk about Singapore when Singapore comes around, but I think we have a week off, right? See. All right. Yes. So we have a week off. 
Um, let me guys know what you think about Monza and how you feel about the F2 title uh, wrapping up in way too long. And Claire's taking us out. Hey. Hey, yo. Hey. <laughs> it's lights out and away we go. Hey guys, if you saved to the end of the recording, um, sorry it got up so late. Uh, I've been sick for the past week or so, and work's been a little stressful, but outside of that, um, here's some fun content. Uh, this is what it's like to try starting a podcast episode online, so hope you enjoy. What's up, guys? We need some enthusiasm. Okay. <laughs> we need some guys? enthusiasm okay. from you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's start running back one more time for the... <laughs> What's up, one more time. One more time. Need some enthusiasm. <laughs> I'm not even gonna do the intro. Sorry, anymore. okay, I'm done. What's up, guys? And uh... okay, yeah, <laughs> I'm cutting this off. <laughs>